As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. Now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at old and nearly forgotten pieces of media and decide if they should be remembered or tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me is the next incarnation of the spirit of vengeance himself. Uh, <laughs> this is Yahel. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing great. Excited to be talking about uh, the world of 2099. Uh, were, you, yeah, uh, were, yeah. were you ever into those comics? I was into the Spider-Man 2099 comic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, we, you know, there weren't a lot of comics uh, number ones, you know, or series that started from the ground up back then. So, yeah, it was kind of like the first time I was like, oh, here's something I can get into from the beginning. Does it have any... Back, I don't need to like know what happened in issue of 1960s Amazing Spider-Man, right. you know, to get some reference. So yeah, I was into that. I did not, however, read any other 2099 comics um, regularly, and mm-hmm. I never read the Ghost Rider one. Yeah, it was weird. Um, well, all right. Before we get too deep into it, uh, we are taking a look today at Ghost Rider 2099. That's right. This is a uh, comic book episode. And uh, they're a little bit different. Basically, we're just going to thumb through a digital version of Ghost Rider 2099, number one. Uh, take a look at some of the highlights and talk about what we like and uh, don't like about it. And then decide if Ghost Rider 2099 should be remembered or, uh, you know, tossed into the 50 cent bin where I probably found <laughs> my copy. Where it probably is right now. Right here. Which, look at that hollow foil cover. I mean... shit, that's straight from the future. Yeah, that's worth 50 cents alone, uh, if you ask me. But, but yeah, everyone talks about Spider-Man 2099. uh, I mean, because, I mean, everyone loves the costume, of course. And they even made him, I don't know, canon, thanks to uh, the Spider-Verse. And I think maybe a few other people know about, uh, you know, Punisher 2099. And... Mm -hmm. um, who are the other ones that came after you got Spidey? You got oh and <laughs> do you know Ravage? Do you remember Ravage? Ooh, I don't think so. I mean it sounds kind of vaguely familiar, but Yeah, so mm. the big four, all right, obviously you got your Spider-Man. You got Spider-Man, Punisher, Doom, and Ravage. And then coming up the rear, which is a horrible expression, is uh, X-Men. Yeah. And then I think the last one may have been uh, Ghost Rider. And I even remember when Ghost Rider 2099 came out, I was like, that's lame. Like, how are they going to do that? And like, even looking at the cover, I think that doesn't really sell it too well and kind of makes it's it terrible. Look terrible. Kinda, I mean, aside from the shininess, it's kind of lame. I mean, it's just basically, a, it looks like if if Ghost Rider 2099 was an actor, that would be his headshot, basically. He'd just be yeah. handing it out downtown, looking for work yeah. in horror movies. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I remember thinking it was lame. Uh, but uh, are you a Ghost Rider fan at all, in the slightest of the comics, the movies, anything? Um, sorry, some of the comics were okay. I was never like a huge, huge fan of Ghost Rider. 
But uh, I mean, I, I read the comics here and there, but yeah, not regularly. I think you were a bit of a ghostwriter guy, though, right? For sure. Like, uh, I think in the 90s, my, uh, I mean, my brother, he like read comics for like a week. And basically, when I got done reading my comics, I read his. And he liked Ghost Rider and the Hulk, which actually ended up being some of my favorites of all time. So uh, I guess I'm lucky he picked those up because, because uh, yeah, I like uh, Ghost Rider quite a bit. Um, I don't know. There's a lot to be said about those uh, Nick Cage Ghost Rider movies. I think maybe <laughs> one day we ought to give them a watch. Uh, the second one yeah. is actually pretty pretty good. I'd say better than the first yeah, one. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, but uh, that is a show uh, for another day. But for now, let's get uh, knee deep in the dead of, of Ghost Rider 2099 number one. Welcome to your feature all right here we are i guess i should probably start at the cover whoops that's not it there we go the aforementioned cover the the uh, digital version definitely doesn't do it justice or maybe it does i don't know uh without the shininess you can kind of see the I guess the penciling a little bit better. Um, but yeah. again, he's just like, Hello, I'm the ghost rider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty lame. Yeah, it doesn't really give off the kind of attitude that the ghost rider has uh, within sure. the pages of the comic. Um, so let's go ahead. Well, I guess um, we'll just leave that up there while we talk about uh, some of the people behind the comic here. And uh, I mean, clearly. It's a Marvel comic, and it came out in May of uh, 94. Cover price, $2.25. Ooh, that would have killed me <laughs> back then. Um, and uh, the title of this particular issue is called uh, Burning Chrome, which is the most synthwave title of, of ever, and before <laughs> synthwave was even a thing. And right. uh, this was written by uh, Lynn Kaminsky, who is a basically comic book veteran, and some of his Marvel work include uh, Spider-Man, Road to Venom, uh, War Machine Classic. I guess he basically wrote like the original War Machine when he came out. And some Ultraverse work, uh, Rune Volume 2. I guess uh, after Marvel bought the Ultraverse, he wrote Rune. I know no one cares about that except for me, but too bad. You're going to hear about <laughs> it nonetheless. Uh, and then we have uh, The Penciler who is uh, Chris Bacallo. He uh, penciled X-Men Unlimited number one. And, Wait, uh, he's a penciler? Don't you mean he did the breakdowns? Uh, I guess both. I mean, I have them. No, I'm just <laughs> like in the uh, credits, like on the uh, second page. Like that's how like instead of just saying like, you know, this is the writer. This is the colorist. Like they use like words, Len Kaminsky. Uh, breakdowns, Chris Bacalo, like right. That finishes Mark. <laughs> That's just lame. That is why I went onto the internet so I could get it in regular English and not like hip '90s <laughs> slang. Hip like Excuse pseudo me, hip twenty ninety. You mean ninety nine? Twenty nineties slang. Twenty nineties slang. Yeah. Um, and uh, he also helped create Generation X, which uh, if you're hungry for more Generation X content. Uh, Yahel and I watched and reviewed uh, the Fox uh, Generation X TV movie uh, way back 
when we first started this show, I don't know, it's like episode four or six or something. You guys know how something a U- like that. YouTube yeah. page works. And Ultimate X-Men. And then uh, I'll just briefly mention some of the other people who worked on the book. Uh, Mark Buckingham did the inks, colors by Christy Scheel and Heroic Age Studios. And the letterers are Richard Starkings and John Gushell. Um, so we already talked about our uh, history of 2099 comics and and the ghostwriter himself. So we'll just uh, jump into a rather lengthy synopsis of um, of the ghostwriter 2099. And so here we go. An info thief named Zero is being chased by the artificial kids, that's kids with a Z, with a Z. Uh, who are hired to take back a specific file that was stolen. Before they catch him, though, Zero sends his consciousness into cyberspace where he is saved by the Ghostworks, who want him to be their agent. He agrees, spoiler alert, and they create a new <laughs> cybernetic body. This body includes a Hellfire Chainsaw arm that dub him Ghost Rider and his first mission, Vengeance. And they basically spoiled all the beats of this story. I probably shouldn't have even read that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there we go. Um, I think it's interesting that this kicks off in, um, what's called Transverse City, which is basically like this massive 10 story highway, 10 story, 20 lane, 50,000 miles of bad road. That's how they describe it. That was built between Detroit and Chicago. And it's a great excuse to have a hero with a motorized bike. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, sure is. Sure is. Uh, I will say right off the bat, did not like the art. Really? Uh, oh, I like it a lot. There's like, and I, I know that this is like the style that he's going for, I mm-hmm. assume, but like there's a lot of lines that aren't straight. Mm-hmm. And it was really just like, I don't know, just for whatever reason, it was just really sticking out to me. Like on this front page, like if you look at the building, the windows to the building in the center, mm-hmm. like the lines are like super crooked. Uh, they're not like parallel to each other. You can see the same thing with all the windows too on the building to the right of where it says hotel. The words hotel like are like super uneven and straight. And there's just a lot of stuff like that throughout the book. And uh, I don't know. For whatever reason, <laughs> I just kind of like was like, eh, this is weird. Yeah, I could say it's, that this style is definitely an acquired taste. Um, I actually like it a lot. I don't know. It reminds me of... Um, I don't know. It feels like sort of a, I don't know, Akira mixed with like maybe some more of like underground stuff that was going on at the time. It's definitely not the typical Marvel style, um, uh, especially compared to the other 2099 mm-hmm. books. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, the very next page is an awesome two page spread of the Ghost Rider. Uh, what do you think about the look of Ghost Rider 2099 right off the bat? And- this is so 90s with all the chrome metal on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, I, I honestly don't like it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's cool. Uh, I, I think the bike is l- lame as hell uh, with it like saying burning chrome. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of it. What, what do you think? I, I mean, I like it a lot. It reminds me, again, of Akira. It's basically like the Akira bike um, uh, that they, you know, borrowed. It's it's like, what if 
the uh, T-800 were driving, for some reason, put out a bunch of leather and drove around on the Akira mm-hmm. bike, um, which, I mean, those are things. Yeah, I guess it looks looks like it a little bit, but eh, but worse. Yeah, they 90s it up, like, quite a bit, um, to say the least. Uh, so, okay, and moving on, um, he's beating up some thugs. I guess these are the Zero Boys with a Z. Um, <laughs> let me get my notes back here. Where'd they go? Come back. Notes. Uh, all right, there they are. And um, and what do you think of... Uh, surely you remember the 2099 slang slash swear words from the day. Yeah. Well, once I started <laughs> reading this, I remember that they did that with these like... You know, this is how people curse in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he says, like, holy glitch. Oh, sh- I guess shock is supposed to equal fuck. Because later somebody <laughs> says something about no shocking way. Or, <laughs> you know, something like that. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's, like, in a way it makes sense, right? That people mm-hmm. would have, you know, there'd be different, like, vernacular being used, right? Like, uh, but it's also kind of hard to believe it's also lame right it also comes off kind of lame and cringe well it's just like frack right remember when everyone yeah the fracking craze was going on <laughs> yeah yeah so frack from battlestar galactica for those that don't know that's what they used for the f word right um and if you're also i guess i forgot to mention if you're uh one of the people who only listen you're missing out on some what i think is some amazing art uh you held disagrees uh so Please check out the uh, the YouTube videos if you want to see what the Ghost Rider 2099 actually looks like. So Ghost Rider continues to put the beat down on these like uh, hilarious looking. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They're kind of like a mix between uh, like Mad Max style uh, and mm-hmm. again, I guess uh, Akira, like Blade Runner, um, futuristic looking biker gang thugs, and um, he's at. <laughs> I really like the, uh, again, it's it's all over the top, um, like dialogue and even the art, everything. He wants some information. He goes, info, info dump, road rash. Ghost Rider's <laughs> body here makes no sense. I can agree with that. He's, he's, he's built. He looks like he's. Go ahead. I want to hear it. Well, I was going to say, he looks like he's got like a hunchback or something. His body, you know, his body's like an upside down pear. Look how skinny his legs are. Like, his arm is, like, thicker than both of his legs combined. His forearm is thicker than both of his legs. Like, just real weird choices here. He's built, like, the max. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And this art, at times, feels like it's trying to be a little, like, max. And you know what? I was uh, briefly reading about uh, the biography of um, the uh, the penciler here, and he was actually um, influenced by Sam Keith quite a bit. So, there you that go. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, he, uh, info dump or road rash who, who paid the artificial kids to grease the hot wire martyrs <laughs> and, uh, the guy basically tells him and it triggers, uh, the flashback to, I don't know, it's like a week ago and now we're introduced to uh, ghost rider pre his turning into ghost rider days. He is, um, kin, I got it written down here. Kintaro Cochran, um, and he's uh, like this hacker, info hacker known as uh, Zero. He's got kind of like Johnny Mnemonic, right? Yeah. He's, he's like basically has an implant that lets him like carry this data. He's, he's carrying 500 megs, Steve. 
<laughs> that, that's supposed to blow us away that oh, he's carrying yeah. 500 megs of data. I wrote that down here. You have 500 megs of hot data in a Latvian biochip implant, and they were going to yeah. sell it. Like, I just, everything, ah, uh, I, I just love the dialogue so much. All right, so he gets chased by bad guys uh, on his motorcycle. He gets into a wreck, and I guess uh, from the implant, it releases these uh, toxins into his brains, uh, and brains, I mean, into his brain. He starts running. He sees some TVs that um, is just showing a mainstream news, and he starts freaking out and smashes it. Uh, a ni- nice little metaphor for the time. That's I think it's still relevant for today. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> He feels himself self starting to give in to death's sweet embrace, so he goes and does uh, one. Uh, he goes to a phone booth, which I don't know why you would need those in the future. Am I right? Um, right. Calls. Although it, I guess it's for like video calling or something like that. It's not like a. Sure. And he calls this uh, girl uh, Kylie, asks her to save the vid call. Um, this bad guy uh, Jeter or Jeter uh, shows up, um, and. Um, Cochran slash ghost pre ghostwriter tells him to go lube himself. Yes. <laughs> then he uh, quote amps it to the max because that was the lingo at the time. He uh, jacks himself into cyberspace to the max. And uh, hold on, I need to like uh, catch up to our um, our visuals here because there's some pretty wacky ones coming up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, here he is um, stumbling through. And he's about to smash the TVs. And he calls his, uh, his girl here. Here comes uh, Jeter. Uh, oh, and did you see? Uh, look at his hand there. Doesn't it look like the power glove? You see that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, and then here he goes. Here he is jacking into cyberspace. And it turns him into <laughs> this thing. <laughs> it looks like, I don't know, the Silver Surfer with flaming hair for some reason. Yeah. Have you ever, has that ever happened to you, you hell? You know, you're... <laughs> uh, when I'm, when I'm uh, going into cyberspace amped to the max? Yeah. No, it's never happened. Uh, maybe, you know, you drink some Surge, you sit down, <laughs> you spend a little too much time on the internet, and then, uh, and then you end up here in uh, what yeah. is called the uh, Ghost Works. Um, which is basically, I don't know, this sort of like twilighty zone area of uh, cyberspace where I guess if you're about to die and then you amp it to the max, this is where your consciousness uh, ends up. And um, they basically tell uh, Cochran here that his um, physical body is damaged from uh, beyond repair. And but they've saved his consciousness and uh, digitized it basically, and uh, they want him to be his uh, their antiviral agent because humanity is heading toward a terminal collapse, and um, he's completely okay with it. He doesn't even have to yeah. think about it. He just says yes. And I mean, and I do have a problem with that because uh, you know you're supposed to have a. In the hero's journey, you hell, you're supposed right. to have a refusal to the call. I mean, he doesn't really have a choice because I guess the uh, the only other choice is like death. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'd rather stay here with you weird guys and just, you know, disintegrate and die. He could have at least thought about it. But it, yeah, he it, just agrees immediately. Yeah, but this is the 90s and everything was extreme to the max, I guess. So, uh, so of course, he says yes. And did you see here on uh, page 16... 
there's um i guess it's supposed to be patrick stewart on the tv yeah he says make it so yeah, it's definitely, yeah he's and he's definitely wearing like the tng uniform mm-hmm. that was for you buddy you uh yeah you and your valley of klingons <laughs> <laughs> um so then he gets uh he gets transported into the um uh the body of um they weren't really clear on where this uh this robot body came from just that i guess they just had it they've been building it the whole time and it looks suspiciously like the t800 i would say what do you what do you say yeah yeah it looks a lot like it and yeah it's implied that like i guess he says that they had some kind of assembly machines and he's cause like Ghost Rider guy says they made those assemblers dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they build this body. So, but the, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Because they're in this like cyber, you know, world mm-hmm. or whatever. It's not real. So how are they making this body and getting it into the real world since it's not a physical body? So, but well, they're controlling the machines. Yeah. Hell, I guess See, but it doesn't like the art doesn't really let us see that this is being constructed outside of the cyber world or whatever. No, it so. does not. Yeah, it would make more sense if they showed like a factory. It's all very uh, right. metaphysical. And like I, yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised they. Uh, I mean, this book again compared to the other 2099 books, and I guess just Marvel in general at the time uh, is really pretty weird, pretty freaking weird. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm surprised they like let these guys get as weird as they did because, you know, normally, you know, we're kind of treated to the, this, you know, the same old, yeah, not same old, but you know, the typical superhero stuff from Marvel. Um, so yeah, I'm just wondering if maybe nobody cared at this point in the, in the 2099 (laughs) lineup. And they were just like, ah, ghost rider 2099, you guys do what you want. I don't care. Uh, I don't know. Um, but, um, yeah, well, I mean, you can be decide whether you like that or not. Uh, we'll find out at the end, I guess. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just wish they would have uh, they would have established, hey, this is now yes outside or somewhere else. So it's just weird that they didn't. But yeah, right. let's continue. Please. Right, I agree with you. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, <laughs> so in flashback, we are now um, back uh, with the Ghost Rider. He um, he's asking where uh, Jeter is, and finally the guy just uh, tells him, like, I I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know about you. But I wouldn't need any like coaxing or beating up at all if Ghost Rider twenty nine just like twenty ninety nine showed up at the door and asked like any question, I would pretty much just tell him straight up. Right. Um, but <laughs> these thugs are pretty dumb, and uh, so Ghost Rider uh, takes to the road. He uh, finds this weird like encampment where the the thugs basically sleep. It looks like a, a weird trailer park where, like, carnies would hang out. I, I, right. I'd like to imagine this is probably Florida, somewhere in Florida. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so these dumb thugs uh, try to attack him. And there he is again. Cro- Man, now that you pointed over the whole crouching over thing, I can't unsee it. Um, yeah. yeah. Not a fan, but, uh, but whatever. I'll just uh, live with it. And so he shows up and he says, uh, I'm here for Jeter. And the other guy goes, uh, you got an appointment? And he tries to hit this massive <laughs> robot with a pipe. Um, and so Ghost Rider then proceeds to go to town, uh, completely taking apart these thugs. And then um, finally Jeter shows up 
and he goes here i'm over here who's asking up oh, there's a fun little uh i don't know remember these things the bullpen bulletins anyway oh yeah the, yeah yeah um and so we get, and here we get some uh funny fun dialogue son of a glitch what is that thing and then the ghostwriter goes a bad attitude with your name on it like terrible. oh come on man that's classic action cheese right there uh, uh maybe not to everyone's taste but uh so anyway they start shooting him like this almost feels like Ghost Rider 2099 is kind of like a punk rock RoboCop in a way. Um, uh, sure. Or like a reverse RoboCop sort of. Um, but anyway, so he starts uh, beating up uh, Jeter. Of course, he try- Jeter tries to shoot him. He's asking him who backed the contract on the Hotwire Martyrs. And uh, he says, you better tell me or guess I'm going to have to amputate. And so, of course, uh, Jeter tells him, Ghost Rider lets him go, and he goes, I gave you a name. You want more? And, uh, and then he brings out his uh, uh, chainsaw, and he goes, one word, puss bag, vengeance. <laughs> and, then the, and then the issue ends. And, yeah. uh, so uh, these advanced um, beings or whatever they are that created all this this technological body for him. Mm-hmm. They gave him a chainsaw, like instead of some futuristic <laughs> weapon. That makes like no sense. It's, why would they give him a chainsaw? Because chainsaws are awesome. You hell, yeah, that's but why. Cutting technology is advanced. <laughs> it was just like I don't know. It really took me out of it. I was like, well, that's dumb. That that would be like um, what what are those uh sword things called that they used to put on guns like bayonet. Civil War era the bayonet. Yeah, that would be like if uh somebody today was using a bayonet. Well. It, even today, that would make more sense than a fucking chainsaw based on the technology that they obviously have access to to make this body. But but they have. I um, digress. In uh, one of the vi- those video games, like uh, let's it's um, Gears of War, they have a chainsaw bayonet at the end of one of the guns. That's got to count for something, right? I mean, come on, it's got to count for something. Come on, like Gears of War is Gears of War. I never played those. Is it set in the future? Uh, well, it's definitely not set in the past or the present. I've never played it either. I just know that they have <laughs> chainsaw bayonets. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that is um, your um, the end uh, or the beginning of uh, Ghost Rider um, 2099, number one. I've uh, actually read ahead. I'll uh, Don't worry, you hell. I will send you future issues so you can read ahead. I could tell yeah. that you want to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to see how this chainsaw gets used. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and um, answer some que- the hard questions about Ghost Rider 2099. Remembered or That is the question. All right, you hell Velasquez. I'm, I'm afraid to ask, but... Um, do you think Ghost Rider 2099 should be uh, tossed in the black hole of obscurity? Or let, let's put it this way. Should it be left in the uh, back issue bin of obscurity, never to be heard from again? <laughs> uh, or should it be talked about in the same way that Spider-Man 2099 is? Um, I say toss it. Didn't like the art. Didn't think the writing was great. 
Uh, I hate that he's a robot with a man controlling. Like, I just think I think the design, his design is lame. Um, I just uh, I don't think it's very cool or very fun or interesting to look at. Wait, wait, you don't like robots? I like robots. I don't like that Ghost Rider is a robot. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't do, I mean, maybe, maybe I guess later they do something with it, but you know, there's nothing like, uh, demonic or whatever. Um, I, I just don't think like he was, they made him a robot body is all that interesting. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was, I wouldn't say the clever, but a, an interesting cyberpunk reimagining. Um, well, sounds like you would like Star Trek Picard then. Uh, oh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's please, let's not say things we can't take back now. <laughs> <laughs> now, because now Picard is in a uh, fake body. Oh, God. Uh, like, I mean, is it like a young version of him or is it? Nope. So he had like when TNG ended in the last episode, they found out that he's going to have in the future this uh, uh, ir- ir- incurable disease. Uh, and it, so he's, it starts hitting him and he's going to die towards the end of the first season. And due to a bunch of plot stuff that I won't get into, they were making this like this other guy was making a body for himself mm-hmm. uh, to put his consciousness in to live forever. But instead, they end up making it for Picard, and it looks just like Picard. It's aged about just like it's like a even though it's a fake body, it's like uh, it has like blood and it's more like a Cylon body than like a uh, robot. But uh, it's a fake body, and they put his consciousness in there, and now he's cured. But if he doesn't have any chrome or chainsaws, then it's pointless, right? <laughs> right. And they said, you know, this body is still going to only give you about the expected life expectancy you would have had without the disease. Oh, so, so what this really is, it's basically a way to write themselves out of the incurable disease. That's what it really right. is. Oh, that's bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, that's I call terrible. bullshit. And, well, and the whole thing with the incurable disease is that... It's something where, like, he had the gene for it or something like that, but you never know if he's going to develop it or not. Uh-huh. Uh, so they could have, he could have just never have developed it. So they didn't even, even need to do that. Okay. I don't know. It's really All dumb. Right. It's really let weird. Me, let me compare that to Ghost Rider 2099. What that is, Please. that is an example of the uh, current crop of shitty writing that is going on in 2021. <laughs> now, I can admit, Ghost Rider 2099, number one, is a, a mix of probably what they thought a lot of like uh, you know '90s cliches, what they and cyberpunk, you know, that they thought would fly in '93 uh, right. or '94 uh, when it came out. Uh, but if you do read forward, there is a pretty cool story that does develop. Like you know, there's basically nothing that happens in this issue. Like basically, you get to see right. how Ghost Rider is created. He beats up some thugs and brings out a chainsaw at the end. A flaming yeah, chainsaw, weird. actually. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, to me, those are some really cool, fun visuals. Uh, you know, I love the Terminator and robots and, uh, and chainsaws and the Ghost Rider. And that's and Akira. So that works for me. Now, if the story doesn't go anywhere, obviously, I wouldn't be able to stick with it. Uh, so... I mean, I think that Ghost Rider deserves like a second chance. Um, like maybe if they brought him back and tried to do something with him. The only thing I would say is that maybe he's a little overpowered, <laughs> at least going up against thugs. Yeah. But, you know, much like with RoboCop, he just goes up against other, uh, you know, cybernetic like 
organisms and stuff. And, you know, he gets beat up and repaired and, you know, rinse and repeat. Uh, I just uh, wished he would have lasted uh, a little bit longer than, <laughs> the, I don't know, how many issues he lasted, 30, 40 or whatever. And then mm, no one ever talks yeah, about sure him uh, anymore until today. And after this episode airs, oh boy, watch out. Ghost Rider oh, yeah. 2099 starring Nicolas Cage <laughs> is going to set the world on fire. It's going to be burning chrome all over. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so yeah, let me play the stalemate bumper. <laughs> it's just in, the pathetic podcasters known as Obscurity Now have once again rendered a verdict of no contest. That's right, a stalemate. They've wasted everyone's time. They are just as lazy as Congress and twice as corrupt. Boo, I say. Tar and feather them. Get out the guillotine. Boo to stalemate. And boo to obscurity now. Yeah, but I mean, at least they're not using... I guess I didn't finish my thought. At least they're not using uh, lame excuses like robot bodies to write themselves out of a corner. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, you know, I want the best for the Star Trek franchise not robot bodies for Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, when I agree. I mean, when he got turned into a Borg, I mean, I was excited for that. Like, I thought he looked awesome <laughs> as a as a Borg, as Locutus, uh, and I still remember yeah. it to this day. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, before we uh, sign off here, I've uh, finished the the Kickstarter video, or I should say, crowdfunder video for the comic, and I thought I'd. Uh, play it here if that's okay with you yeah absolutely let's do it and uh all right it's uh here we go i'm having a weird weird day my name's adam where i'm from i'm known as the zero thief depending on who you ask some might say i'm the best thief but believe it or not even the best screws up every once in a while and that's what i did and i had to make a fast getaway I ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my blade. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man, I thought you were gonna die. Come loose, cut me loose, behind you. Whoa! Ah! Thought I was done for. It was gonna be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then, she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. This is Thirty pages of insane dinosaur action that will leave you hungry for more. Issue one, crowdfunding now. Written and created by Stephen Honeycutt. Arts by Antonio Brandao. Colors by Bruno Ferlani. Jump on now before the whole human race is extinct. Download the digital preview today. How are things over with wrestling with gaming? Uh, good, good. Just hit that 100K mark finally. 
uh, subscriber marks, and I got a little check mark by my uh, channel name, so I'm one of the cool kids, and they're sending me the, the silver play button, so that's oh, pretty cool. Oh, sweet. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Congratulations. But uh, how are things going with you, man? Uh, good. I mean, just keep getting pages and <laughs> keep sending those guys money. Uh, hopefully mm -hmm. the crowdfunder is going to make it all at least even out in the end. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, basically it and working and then doing this show, burning the candle at both ends. What could go wrong? Right. Right. <laughs> what could go and watching the celebrities, the beloved celebrities drop like flies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, at least Angela Lansbury's still around. Yeah. <laughs> What an odd reference to something that happened two weeks ago. An episode that yes. happened two weeks ago. Funny, funny we're wearing the same outfits, uh, too. Oh, well, I, I wear this Misfit shirt every Sunday. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. I wear it for God. Um, anyway. No, naturally. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on yet another comic book-centric episode of Obscurity Now. We're here every Sunday talking about something. And uh, we'll hope you'll join us live uh, next time uh, where we'll, we will continue to be talking about more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next time. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now. Now.